computer. And perfect. So those that are on the um, Facebook, this will only be up for 48 hours, just so you guys know. So watch it and share and add people to the group and tag in it. And then we will go from that point. You know, we're mid-month and I don't know if, how many new announcements. I know there was a change to the essential rewards incentives. Um, I read through it, but I didn't look at everything uh, right now. So you guys will have to check that out. Uh, with, when you enroll people, the bonuses. But I was looking at it, I'm like, how is it different? And we'll, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Uh, we are in the middle of September. So right now is the ultimate time. It's actually a little bit behind the time of doing your momentum building and getting all of your follow-ups and your presentations and everything in place for the fall. Um, we are almost like in fall and it's really important like right now, if you've got any loose ends, now is the time to get people booked for any presentations you've got kind of hanging out there. Anybody that you have on your follow-up list, this is the ultimate momentum time because once the main holiday season kicks in, then things are really crazy. But this is like your last push here in September to kind of reel in everybody that was kind of wishy-washy in June and July and August <laughs> to like really dial them in. And when you have those new people and those new connections and sponsoring to get them sharing and hosting an event and going and launched right away, like right now, between now and October in the first week or so in November, Thanksgiving is late right now this year. So it's going to be the 28th, I think, of November. So we kind of have a long season right there in November to still build and hit momentum. But don't wait. This is the time. It's very urgent. And I just want to dial in on you guys with that. So anyways, um, the recordings for the audio for this are available on your podcast, on your phone, iTunes, and SoundCloud if you've got an Android look for diamond factory there are hundreds of calls we might be hitting 300 if we haven't already 300 calls lots and lots of things going on with that we are um you know every monday this is it you know and most of the listeners are on the podcast now <laughs> they we used to have hundreds and hundreds dial in on the live but they listen to the podcast now and thousands and thousands of downloads so it just times have changed, you know, people, um, we've got so much convenience in listening over and over in mobile university. That's what I call the, uh, the podcast. And we have this really beneficial um, technology where in the old days it was only conference calls. We didn't even have Zooms and the meeting technology was so archaic, you know, and uh, it's this wild what we have available. I mean, we're broadcasting through Facebook and we're on a video conference and some people are on their phone. It's just completely incredible. So I think those were the main things. Oh, the last thing I have is, let's look one more time. I think that early bird um, registration. What was my, hold on quick. My, the um, wild success summit, is going to be happening very soon, but there is an early bird registration price that you can get, and I think it ended yesterday, but you can check it still, see if it's there. Um, it is summitearlybird.com. That's the link that I was given that I can share. 
I think if you opt in and you can get early in on everything, there's a lot of special deals for re-listening and all that. But make sure you do that right now. Um, summitearlybird.com and take advantage of that because time is a bit of the essence of that. He probably took it down yesterday, but if he didn't check today right now, it's the 16th of September. All right, so let's get into our special guest tonight who I am so excited for all of you to learn from her today. She's got some incredible wisdom that she has gleaned in her career with Young Living. And, but there's also a lot of life happenings that she's gonna share with you too that has you know, really changed the course of her personal life as well as her business. So today we have on Young Living Gold, Hannah Shields, and she's a gold as of right today in September of 2019. So if this recording is a little older, she might be platinum or diamond or beyond. But she, you know, she's got three boys. She's got a little one and then kind of in the middle. And then one, one, the other one's like, what, 11, you said? Yeah. Yes. 11, five and eight months. Right. She's got him perfectly timed, you know, <laughs> like, like that is like the best ever. And you know, she's heard her husband, they live in Idaho and she's been building her business. It's been a great ride, which like I said, she's got, she's going to share with you a story about some things that happened in the last eight months since her son was born. Um, she's had some really incredible journeys and I don't want to steal her words with that or put any words in her mouth about it. Cause it's really important for her to share with you, but she has also some really um, powerful leadership, um, leadership, I don't want to say insights or guidance or wisdom to go, you know, for you as well. And that's the thing, you know, as you go through these ranks in young living and you grow, you're going to have opportunities to build and yourself and grow at every milestone. And when we get stuck or we have a lull or some things aren't happening, that's really a time to look back at ourselves and step back and say, okay, what do I need to work on? You know, what is happening in my life? Am I not doing enough? But do I need to grow in this area? What do I need to learn? Do I need to get my calendar filled? You know, all these things happen as we go through and, and we morph into literally a transformation of who we are by the time we get to whatever our end goal really is. So Hannah, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your wisdom that we're gonna get into here in a little bit. I really appreciate it because I know your time is precious and um, I really wanna thank you for coming on here so that people can learn from you. Yeah, absolutely, my pleasure. Yay! Do you want to share with everybody, you know, kind of your story of how you began with Young Living and, you know, the, what do we call them, the accidental builder, the reluctant builder, you know, <laughs> as we start out. You know, it's so funny that so many people, you know, they come in and they're like, oh, I don't want to do that, you know, and you've got an interesting reason why you did, you know, you kind of had that little bit of a hesitancy to begin with. Do you want to share with everybody how you began and, and kind of what you know, morph, you know, like morph you into doing the business and, and setting off with that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have yet in my five years of being with Young Living to hear a story of someone getting involved for business before actually enjoying the product. That was <laughs> actually like, me. I want to meet this person. That's me. Actually, <laughs> so, it was me. <laughs> well, you're the very first one. Um, so I started, I got my first set of oils, my starter kit in 2014. My sister-in-law introduced me to them and she was having really great success. And so I was very pregnant at the time with our second child. Um, I think I was about 36 weeks along. So I was just in that last month 
of needing some good support. And so she said, you have to try these oils. And of course, you know, at the time we were tight, we had like no extra money at all. And so my mother-in-law ended up asking me if she could do, she could get me the starter kit as like my birthday slash Christmas present. And cause I have a November birthday. So like every year, all my Christmas birthday presents are combined. But, um, so I said, yes. So she bought me the starter kit. I got my own account, got my oils, started using them, but I was very, you know, hesitant to use a lot because of course I didn't have a lot of money at the time to really invest in those kind of things. But I do see the value even at that point in investing in your health. You know, it's the best insurance that you can buy. So quickly fell in love with them, used them during our birth, had an amazing birth experience. And then I just said, you know what, we're just going to have to make room and our budget for these. And my sister said, well, you need to be on ER because you're eventually going to tell somebody and they're going to sign up. And I'm thinking, you know, if there's a chance that I can make you know, some money, I'm not going to turn it down. We didn't have very much at the time, but I was not interested in building. Um, I grew up in a family that was in Amway for nine years and my interpretation of network marketing growing up in that most of my teenage, you know, young adult years was not super positive just with that, you know, upline relationships and just all the stuff. Um, and I just didn't want to get into that. So when my sister-in-law told me, you know, about five months after I had my son and I had used the oils for some time, she says, please, will you teach a class with me? I can't do this by myself. I'm too scared to do it by myself. And so I said, okay, fine. So we did it together. And that first class, I was hooked. I was in love. I saw women's faces light up when they smelled the oils and I told them what they could do for them. Um, I had always wanted to be a teacher, but my parents said, you'll never make any money being a teacher. Um, so I didn't pursue that as a career. So it felt like I got a glimpse of that being able to teach somebody something I thought was super valuable and have the opportunity to make some money at it. And I felt like I was really doing like a good cause at the same time. So, um, it had fed this need that I didn't even realize I was lacking at that point. So, um, and then my friendship, you know, circle really grew from that point on. And, and I just kept, kept at it. So that's my beginnings. <laughs> um, I really just fell in love with teaching people about oils. Yeah. You know, the, um, I think in many of us, there's that longing to teach and, where we can make a difference, you know, and be able to help people by knowledge that we have and knowledge that we can share. And a lot of that is fulfilled through this business, you know, mentorship. And I remember when Gary was talking about why they chose network marketing for this model that they, you know, to distribute these products. And it was exactly what you're saying. Um, it's the teaching and the mentoring so that, the knowledge gets passed on and you know that community is built versus a product just sitting on a shelf somewhere yeah and, uh, you know be able to go with that and then when you started building did you grow really fast or how did that look when you first you know came out of the gate and yeah so august i got my starter kit i think may of 2014 I, my first class was at the very end of august 2000 
14. And so just a couple months there using them. And then from August, 2014, I think I signed my first person up on like the 29th of the month. Um, I was executive by the following December. So just a couple months. So it went really fast. Like once I start something, I just want to go for it. <laughs> I am a results driven person. So I wanted to, my husband said, if you're going to do this, I'm going to give you one year, one year and one year only. You have to prove to me that this is going to work, that you can avoid going back to work. Cause I had a brand new baby. I did not want to go back to work. Right. So said, you have one year to prove this whole thing to me. And I said, okay, so I went for it. But my sister bought um, a very large order that pushed me to executive very quickly. And I wasn't ready. I think I had 19 or 20 members. So I was a very small team, but I had the volume. And I always had a high percentage on ER because I spent a lot of time on the teaching, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I went very quickly, but I wasn't able to sustain executive right after I hit it, which was so defeating because being a results driven person, I thought, okay, once you hit executive at that point, silver and six, you have six months from the time you hit, can't drop below executive, you have to keep growing. And I just couldn't maintain that second month. And so I lost it. And I was just devastated. In fact, I, I pretty much quit. I stopped ordering. I missed commission checks. I was like, well, I, had, I guess I had my mind so focused on that, you know, Aroma Complete kit that I couldn't see past that for a while. And my husband kind of sat me down and did the little, like, come to Jesus talk with me. And he said, okay, so you told me that you were going to be all in on this thing and you were going to give it a year. And you told me that if it gets hard, you're not going to quit. And here oh you God. are going to quit. <laughs> he just handed it back to you, everything that you told him. <laughs> I know. And so um, he says, so why are you building this? Are you building this for an Aroma Complete Kit? Or are you building this to go to Royal Crown Diamond, you know, so that we can have a completely different life? And I said, well, we're... I'm planning to go to Royal Crown Diamond. He goes, so why are you getting so hung up on this Aroma Complete kit? Just get to the next couple ranks and you can buy it out of your own money. <laughs> so I said, okay. So it took me, it took me a little bit to kind of, you know, get that, you know, embedded into my system again and get that motivation going again. But he was right. I had a meeting with an upline leader who kind of said the same thing, you know, and I decided he, and one question he did ask me is like, are you going to regret the fact that you quit Oof. five years from now when, when your sister-in-law has continued to build when all of your friends have continued to build and all, you know, people that you've met and you're going to watch them rank up and you're going to be over here, you know, crying in your cereal because you quit. And I said, you're right. I'm going to regret that for the rest of my life if I don't really try. So we, I picked myself back up again and we started going and we decided at that point that we needed to, to figure out what was our motivation? What was our true purpose and why? Because I felt like that was not really established. And for me, a paycheck is motivation. Don't get me wrong. We, we definitely needed the income, but that wasn't enough to sustain that purpose, that drive that I needed to have day in and day out. Um, even when the money wasn't there. So we went on a trip to Uganda with the Young Living Foundation. 
I think that everyone, every member should have the opportunity to go on a foundation trip. It will completely change your life. It is the heartbeat of what Young Living is truly about. And so we went on that trip and we were changed forever. And we started this like motivation in our team to help others. And they then wanted to share with their friends about what we were doing, not just about the oils, but about the cause and what we were doing to help kids and, you know, countries that were starving and girls be rescued from slavery and just all these cool things that we're doing as a company that motivated people just beyond that little bit of, oh, sign up your friend and make $50, you know? So we needed something to connect to. And even at this point, um, I know things have changed and we'll talk about that in a minute, but when, when, after you did that, how were you still um, staying involved with that or staying connected to that when the going got tough or maybe there were some other things too? Because I mean, sometimes this is a lonely business, you know, we're at home and we're behind our computers or doing stuff on our phones and, you know, we're not always in meetings or, you know, we could have a rough day or a rough month or something like that with, how do do you stay connected to that? And maybe what else do you use to inspire you? And then we'll add in even the other things that have happened. Um, so like I said, you know, I'm results driven. So when we got the opportunity to go to Uganda, we had to pay for it. You know, we had to come up with the money. And, um, you know, we only had two months from the time we decided to go to, you know, we got accepted to go and the time, you know, we had to pay to leave. Um, and I, my background is graphic design. So I called my mom up and I said, Hey mom, I need to come up with $8,000 in like 60 days. And we have like no extra money to spare. (laughs) And she goes, well, you could have a bake sale. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's a lot of cookies. (laughs) I said, I don't think I'm going to be able to pull that off. That's a lot of brownies at 25 cents market. That's so funny. <laughs> so I said, but I do have graphic design skills. So how about I do a logo bake sale? And so I sold logos for people for a flat $150. I would make them a logo. And I sold like, I don't know, 65 logos in yeah 45 days and we covered our entire cost of our trip see where they say there's a will there's a way right yeah (laughs) so when we got the so to answer your question that's kind of a little bit of a backstory to answer your question is how did I keep being staying motivated well um I had to follow through with all those orders and get them done and when we were offered that next trip uh I was actually able to pay for it out of my own pocket without having to do any fundraising which was only a year and a half later. And that was because we had built our business because I knew when I got back that I was going back again and I wasn't, that wasn't going to be my only trip. So we stayed motivated. We put stuff up on our fridge. We put pictures of what we want on our fridge. We now had a cross line group of team members that had went with us who were just as motivated. So we stayed connected and doing different fundraisers and things like that. Um, and yeah, I would say those are some of the biggest ways. I would say cross-line relationships are my favorite. Mm. Uh, I don't think I would be anywhere without cross-line relationships, to be honest, because sometimes your upline is just not the person you can go to for whatever reason. They can't, they, they don't speak the language you need at that moment. No, you know, nothing against them. It's just 
you need some other people and you can't go downline when you kind of need to help, you know, talk about how your team's growing or where we need to shift and go. Um, and so Crossline is really just the perfect place to find that motivation, inspiration, and encouragement that you need to keep going. Did you do any like little, um, sometimes people do like little masterminds together of cross lines. Have you done any of that? Yeah, I, I don't think we've, any of them have been called like a mastermind, but yeah, essentially that where we would get together and we would group teach classes together and do different business building things, um, fundraisers together at convention, we would work the foundation booth together, you know, just different things that we could, you know, I'm in a lot of different groups that I really love, um, where I can get inspiration and then I've just made friends and we just message back and forth through you know Facebook chat and you know bounce ideas off each other um, my business group we I have my own product group but we have a joint business group so me and five other leaders some of them are crossline run a joint business group which mm. is great because then we can all feed off of each other and each one of us is a different personality type so we oh. all have something different to offer oh that's so. super cool and does that's a really good idea. And uh, before I've got like four thoughts in my head, but <laughs> one is, I don't know if you guys heard that, what she said, I want you to really hear it. She said, there's a group where they're working together and each of the individuals has different personality types. And when you can collaborate, whether it's offline, cross line, your own team and have different types of individuals so that you, even your own team, like Hannah said, maybe your own team doesn't relate to you. They'll relate to somebody else in that group um, where you have a myriad of personalities and you can, you know, just consciously say, well, okay, this person's like this, this has got that, you know, we've got all this well-rounded offering and then working together is a really great way to help leverage your time and your efforts. And are you finding that some of your own team members are maybe resonating a little bit more with other people just because of styles? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a very red blue, uh, more dominant red. And so I, I do attract a lot of those types on my team, but I also have a lot of yellows who really need to be with other yellows that can encourage them. And so one of the, you know, we have a predominant leader that is yellow, one that's red, one that's blue, one that's green. And then we all kind of have a mixture of different personality colors in there. But I think it's great because I don't want to be the person that limits my team because they're not getting fed from me. I'm not speaking the language they need to hear. And I think that's why cross-line relationships, upline relationships are great because they can plug into somebody else. You know, it doesn't have to be me. Um, I got over the It's the Me show really early on because Whoa. that will pull your growth faster than anything else, I think, is when you want all the recognition and all the attention for growth yes you pretty much can just like pack your bags right now and quit like because your team won't grow past you if you're like that so i want my team to grow past me if someone ranks up before i do by all means that's awesome that means that i'm doing my job um so i really push people to find whoever they want to connect with and go with that person yeah a lot of people get hung up in the me show. I think to some degree, I don't know if this happened to you, but we all even get caught in that a little bit, even if it's at the beginning or at some point, because we're 
really not taught how to be leaders. And sometimes we think, well, if we just keep telling people what to do and we just keep doing everything, then it's the right thing. But it becomes, like you said, it becomes the me show. <laughs> and that also leads to burnout and despising, you know, your life, you know, even at yeah. the same time as that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know exactly where I heard it. Um, but I think it was a crown diamond or all crown diamond that said, you know, if you don't have the business that you like at silver, you are only magnifying the amount of drama that you're going to have at those higher ranks. Mm. And that made sense to me because I was already, I'm the red, so I'm going to do everything. You know, if you don't do <laughs> right. it, step in and do it for you. So I'm calling leadership for everything. I'm doing what all my other leaders should have been doing. And so I really had to step back and go, okay, well, if I'm doing this much work at silver or gold, I am going to hate my life by the time I get to Royal Crown Diamond. Um, there's no amount of money that can take my time from my kids away from me or from my husband. So, and I don't want to, I don't want to get there and like my family life and my marriage be a total shamble of just wreckage, you know, to get there. So I really have to dial myself back a little bit and go, no, I have leaders. They're getting their commission checks because they have their role and be a little bit more team minded instead of me minded. Um, because I want to enjoy my life when I get to Royal Crown Diamond. Well, what do you mean by that? This is a business of freedom. And you know, I was going to ask you, how do you, what are, and this is, um, I know it's kind of a little bit off the cuff, but how do you inspire, not inspire, encourage um, people to step into their own leadership and be individuals? Do you have any ways that you consciously work to empower people versus, you know, after realizing you were, you're like, I'm not doing the me show, consciously empowering people in your team. So they're independent and flying. Yeah. Um, you know that, I think that's the, the hardest thing what every leader runs into is how do you get other people motivated to step into their role? Oh my gosh. Yes. And, um, I don't know if I have the perfect answer for that, but a lot of, for me, what's helped is just communicating with them and saying, Hey, I want to do this with you together. Can we teach a class together? Can we organize this event together? Um, start bringing people into groups, you know, breaking them down into smaller, you know, sub leader groups within your team and, and, and plan something with them. And like everyone gets appointed, not that you're appointing them, but they appoint themselves to different tasks and roles. I mean, I think for me, just stepping out of the, role of doing all the things has let my leaders come forward and allowed them the opportunity to shine. Um, I mean, I have had a leader the other day that's been with me since literally day two of me building a business. And she finally, she says, can I go live in your tribe and, and teach something? And I'm like, well, one, it's your tribe. <laughs> and two, absolutely. You never need my permission to go in there and do your thing. In fact, if you want to make this a regular occurrence, by all means do it. And I, I thought about that. And I go, how many of my team members have wondered if they had to ask me permission and how many of them have, have them not because they felt awkward about asking oh, wow. or whatever. So that means I need to make sure that I'm letting people know that I want them to be involved and maybe go to them and ask them like, Hey, I would really, you know, you're really 
um, on point about this thing. I see your social media. You have this passion to share about whatever topic. I'd love how, you know, you do that. Can you come into the group and share your thoughts? Or if you're, I have girls that are really good at saving money on their products, have them come in and do a DIY tip or something like that. So I'm trying to be more consciously aware of seeing where people shine and then bring them in and ask them to, to do that. Cause I think they put themselves down. They don't think they're, they're good enough to do that. And so I want to tell them, yes, keep putting them into that kind of leadership role, I guess. Oh, that's so good. It's such, those are very, very good nuggets to help people. Cause like, it's easy to get into that. I'm just going to do it all kind of thing. I was going to ask you too. I know you've got a new, a couple new projects. Um, one of the projects is that you've worked on a new onboarding thing for builders um, that you worked with the John Maxwell, you know, coach with that and put, is, you know, you've got that implemented. Do you want do you want to share about that? And is it tying into, you know, some of this empowerment and getting people launched or how does it, you know, kind of fit in with what we've been talking about? Yes. So one of the things that I'm realizing as I'm gold and I want to move to that next level is I need better systems in place and my team needs better systems in place. We can't go fully automated but I think that there's opportunities where we can automate ourselves a little bit more so that we have more time for building relationships and not so much spent on, I feel like, reinventing the wheel every time someone comes into our business as an oil user or as a new business builder. And so I wanted to create an onboarding system for my team for new members. So like everyone kind of goes through this funnel approach of, you know, here's what happens first, second, third, fourth, and naturally progress them to here's now, if you're going to, if you're interested in sharing, which I'm pretty sure you are by now through our previous process, um, we want to put them into a solid program that gives them really good basics. So uh, me and another gal, another gold, Julie Gutierrez, She's a dear friend and she coached me um, and helped me with a lot of personal beliefs and things that I was struggling with that were holding me back mentally um, and emotionally from ranking up. So she partnered with me and we started a program called Building Up Silvers. Mm. And it's for the newbies, the, the ones that are literally just getting their feet wet with, you know, getting their kit and sharing all the way through executive. And it's to help them get to silver, to get to that silver paycheck. I find that when people start getting that silver paycheck, they're pretty darn motivated to keep going. And there is amazing trainings out there that can get you from silver to raw crown diamond that I've been a part of, that I'm going through currently. And so I wanted to, to create something just for like those new onboarding. Maybe they've shared a couple times. Maybe they've placed a couple large orders and ranked up kind of like by accident, how do we get those people um, on a good system? What should they be doing? And it's more than just IPAs, the income producing activities. It's, it's the mentality that you need to have. And one of the things that I love about partnering with Julie and that she's taught me is that if you don't have a plan for what you're going to do with $10,000 a month or $50,000 a month, then you're never going to get there. You know, you're never going to experience what that's like if you don't have a plan for what you're going to do when you start having that lifestyle. 
Um, same thing with silver. If, you know, some people, the thought of having an extra 1500 to $3,000 a month blows their mind. What is our life going to look like with maybe out having to go to work every day? You know, um, what is it going to look like to have all their bills paid and have extra left over? So there's some mental things that people need to work through. Um, how, how, how can you be a leader? What does that look like? Do you believe that you can? Um, those are some big questions. And a lot of things I see my builders go through um, and they almost don't build because they're so afraid of leading people. So we want to yes. kind of work through some of those issues. So, um, do you want to share, not to interrupt, but to interrupt, do you want to share a little more about that? What do you mean by they're afraid to lead other people? Because I think that sometimes is something within people they can't, they don't even, they're not even aware that they have that. Yeah. Um, I ran into it with, I've never realized it was an issue except for one of my girls. She's very yellow. And she said, she signed up a whole bunch of people, was really excited. And then all of a sudden she just shut down and just stopped sharing, stopped teaching all the classes that she was doing. And I said, you know, what's going on? You know, you were doing like gangbusters. You're doing awesome momentum. Like you're really going good. What's, what's going on with you right now emotionally? And she goes, I just can't do this. And I said, well, what do you mean? I mean, you've obviously been doing it. You're doing a fabulous job. You know, uh, she's well, I'm afraid to be a leader. I'm afraid to have people look at me and expect me to know all the answers when I don't know all the answers. And I had never even really thought of that being a problem, I guess. It just didn't register to me. And so hearing her say that, I went, oh, you know, how many people have that problem? Do I have that problem? Is that one reason why maybe I'm not ranking up because I'm scared of what platinum's going to look like or what diamond's going to look like? And are all eyes going to be on me when I hit those ranks? Now everyone's going to expect me to know all the things all the time, right. you know? <laughs> and so I started going through um, training. I, I worked with Julie on realizing what my issue was and my personal issue was if I step out of my comfort zone and I share about health and wellness and I don't feel like I am the epitome of health and wellness, I don't look a certain way, I don't whatever a certain way, are people going to think I'm a fraud? And that was a big, 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 big thing for me. I had to realize that I'm not a fraud, even though I'm not perfect, I don't have everything together, that I needed to get over the fear that people were going to think I'm a fraud. I have to be me. I have to step out and be vulnerable. And it's not comfortable, but it pays off every time. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, I've run into it with myself, and I'm seeing it in other leaders in my team. And it's definitely something where we need to kind of regroup and go, okay, what does leadership look like? You don't have to know all the answers. Going ranking up doesn't mean that it doesn't have to be this scary thing. Um, you can apply the same leadership skills that you would at star, senior star, executive to all of these other leadership roles. You just have a bigger group of people doing it with you. So that's huge. That was 
that's like we you guys this was like the, this is very right off the cuff that we're doing this because we had, we're going to get to some other things in a minute but this is gold <laughs> i mean this is so good because oh, this you. a lot of times we don't even realize that we have these things going on with us and we just get a feeling like oh i don't want to do this anymore or whatever but there's there's all the stuff underneath it and that a lot of that is what you're talking about yeah yeah. And the other thing that I, I run into too with a few of my other reds is um, they can see themselves a little bit more in that leadership role, but they get so buried in all the minutiae of mm. the, what you, I think it, the macro work or the micro work, all micro the little work. things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. All the little things. Um, we're really good at telling everybody all the IPAs that they need to do. And then they kind of get buried under all of that and they don't remember to keep their relationships alive and stuff and that's the most important part um and so i've had to go through and kind of help other members of my team who are reds like me who want to take on the world and go okay let's chunk it down systems are really good for reds like us because we're not always super organized but if we have okay first we do a then we do b then we do c and everybody kind of stays on the same path then um, we know it's also great for metrics because then we see who's falling through the cracks and where we need to fix things, you know, patch holes and stuff. So if we don't have good systems in place, then we don't know what's working and what's not working. So mm -hmm. that is totally 100% true. Yeah. And um, well, let's segue into your most uh, recent experience. Um, I won't take the words from you. Do you want to share your story about? what happened with your son and how that has changed the course of your business. Like you guys, like she's got this business, like that's been, it's been doing really well. And then this life thing happened and then like kind of like turned it all into a good direction too. But it's, yeah. it's really interesting and I want you to share it. Can you go ahead and share it? Yeah, absolutely. I loved your description of uh, making lemonade out of lemons when life gives you lemons. And that's exactly what I'm trying to do. Um, so, uh, if anyone has read my story on social media, you can go look at my story that's in detail there. But um, we had an, an issue with our local hospital. We took our son in. We were actually forced to go in. Uh, I went to a routine checkup with my 22-day-old um, son at the time, and he was they swabbed him for the flu because my husband was at home with the flu, and I didn't understand what events would transpire when they swabbed him for the flu, but it was immediate, go to the emergency room, do not pass go, do not pack a bag, just go in. And so I did. And what transpired was the realization in the hospital that I as a parent really don't have a lot of rights. You know, I, I'm, I'm giving over a lot of my consent involuntarily, you know, or unknowingly. And we had, we had to come to a, you know, a decision, my husband and I, um, we felt it was best to leave the hospital. Um, they were trying to treat my son and do all these different medical procedures on him when he was not actually sick. I mean, he had tested positive for the flu, but he wasn't showing any symptoms of any kind, no secondary bacteria infections. And so um, we decided to leave against medical advice, which is called an AMA. And I did not understand what that meant at the time, but that means CPS comes to your home. And I'm like freaking out because they said, okay, you can either leave and subject your son to all of these tests, 
you can stay and subject them to all of these medications if you don't want that procedure, or you're going to have CPS on your door. And I had to make that judgment call and I had to go with my gut instincts and it was my, my gut instinct was I needed to get out of there and out of there fast. So we left within an hour and a half CPS and the officers were at my door and it just, it was a real scary experience. Fortunately in our case, um, you can go back and read my story, but um, everything ended okay. Um, there obviously they didn't have a case. Um, my son was never truly ill. Um, but it, oh, it woke me up to what's going on out there and what a lot of moms are facing um, and that they're being coerced in the hospital system. Um, they're forced to make decisions that they wouldn't otherwise make or they're, being, or they're just filled with fear over stuff that they shouldn't be afraid of. And it's, I will say going, like being involved in Young Living and getting different trainings and things along the way in five years, one of the things I picked up, and I don't know if it was intentionally or unintentionally, but it was kind of like, you know, remain PC, don't rock the boat, don't speak out, don't be political, keep your, you know, Facebook wall looking perfect and clean and happy all the time. And it was a real step out for me to share my story. It took me seven months to share my story. And the amount of friends that I've added in the last month since sharing, the amount of feedback, the hundreds and thousands of messages that I've received from people really made me realize that I was creating or at least part of a movement that's happening with moms and their children and medical decisions and things like that and the fact that our rights are being taken away from us and it was my job to speak out and when I did that it helped a lot of other moms speak out about what had happened to them and all this time in five years I have been squashing my voice a little bit and remaining kind of you know easy to view on the eyes when you roll through my Facebook page and I realized that that's not identifiable with a lot of people you know not that everything has to be negative by all means that's not what I'm saying but you have to be real you have to be people need to be able to connect with you somehow and sharing my story and being very emotional and transparent about it has really opened me up to a whole lot of new friendships and new people in my life, new people that are not Oilers, you know, that I now have the opportunity to share with, <laughs> um, who are just getting their feet wet in the wellness field, you know, because they need to know that there's something else out there besides you know, just running to the hospital every time their kid has a sniffle or a fever or something like that. And so, uh, I was actually approached by Karen Hopkins, who's a Royal Crown Diamond. She's part of my upline leadership. And she read my story and she says, you have to turn this into a book. <laughs> I already wrote your forward for you. <laughs> oh, no way. That's awesome. <laughs> I said, okay. And she says, I want you to take your story that you put on Facebook, you know, add some more detail to it, talk, put some pictures in there of your family, talk about who you are and what makes you tick and whatever else you want to include in there and turn it into a book. And I said, okay, I'll do that. <laughs> and so I started and I did not stop writing. It took me three weeks and I wrote a book from start to finish. Yeah. And boom. boom, I said, well, you know, if I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> so I did and 
through that writing process, I realized that this is a fantastic tool that my team and other teams can use to bring in new people that maybe are on the fence about what their rights are as a mom, maybe what, what else is out there besides just running to the doctor every time your child's sick. It's not a book about avoiding medical care by any means, but it is a book to help get a mom to think that, hmm, maybe the paradigms, those beliefs that I've had, that the doctor's always right, that the hospital is the safest place for me to be, that they won't treat, prescribe, diagnose, or try to cure me without my consent. You know, all these things that we kind of like, I even believed, even after using oils for five years, still got scared enough to doubt myself. Um, how many other moms out there are dealing with some of these beliefs and maybe we can dispel those and then fill them up with some really good healthy beliefs that, you know, you can be your child's best advocate, that you are the best decision maker for them. You can make your home the safest place to be and you can do that by using Young Living. And so I think it's a great opportunity to kind of bridge this gap, you know, between the medical, you know, go to the doctor for everything and this natural approach. And um, so I'm hoping that this book will be a real eye opener for a lot of moms and dads out there. It's going to be um, a smaller little book. So people will be able to go through it and even teach from it. Right. You think it'll be absolutely. Really yeah. Yeah. So it's broken down. Um, there's my story at the beginning talk about kind of premise the book. And then it has four sections um, four beliefs that I go into, which is hospitals are always a safe place with my best interest at heart. Doctors always know best. Doctors will not test, prescribe, or treat without a good reason. And my doctor will fully inform me and I have the right to choose. So we go and we break down those things together. And then we start with the third part, which is a better mindset towards health and home. So making your home the safe place to be how to access the expert within you, how to put the system to the test if you have to go into the hospital or doctor's office, how to know how to ask the right questions, and then how to maintain your rights. If ever put in a position like you were, like if you were ever put in a position like I was, how would you handle that? How would you handle CPS coming to your door? How would you handle communicating with a doctor who might not share your viewpoint? So, um, that's kind of how it's broken down. So I'm super excited about it. And that's going to be available very soon. Is it going to be on the um, Healthy Homes website? Yeah. So Growing Healthy Homes is the publisher. Um, and you can actually go on their website, growinghealthyhomes.com, and put your email, if you'd like, into their um, email sign-up. And they're going to send out an email when it's ready. So I'm hoping by the end of September or the first week of October at the latest, it will be in yeah, print and ready like a hustle like <laughs> it is. yeah it's yeah. a serious it's an incredible hustle and now you know let's talk a little bit i know you said it but let's go into that a little more now how has this experience changed the way that you're presenting yourself on social media and and you know it's 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 turned the tide for you quite a bit and so how is that different now and what i think with it i think that um, it's helped kind of break me out and, and find something new and exciting in my journey. You know, doing this for five years, 
it gets a little monotonous sometimes of doing the same things every time of the month and, you know, educating on the same products and talking about lavender for the 50 millionth time and what it can do. And there needs to be some kind of like a recharge in there somewhere. And I was really like, I was honestly praying about that for weeks. Like I need something. I need something that can help me reach people on a new level that I haven't tried before. Um, and I think everybody needs something that they're passionate about, a purpose or a mission or some kind of a movement that they're involved in. It really opens you up to just a huge group of people that are your tribe, but maybe they just don't know oils yet. And so um, this was a scary, scary one to go into because it's a controversial topic. I've definitely received my fair of, of you know, hate mail and really cruel things. But the coolest thing is, is I can block and ignore people on Facebook. So <laughs> I don't have to deal with stuff like that. I just got to let it roll off. But um, it has reignited my passion for sharing and living because more and more moms with everything going on and with the laws changing and with the, you know, the anti-vaccine movement, especially right now is really a hot topic. All of those moms are looking for something and for a group to belong to. And so my story is something that they can identify with. And um, it's okay that it's a little bit controversial. I still keep my, my Facebook, you know, positive. I try not to, to put anybody down or anything like that. I try to just represent the facts, but I make it all about how I'm feeling about any given thing at the moment. Um, and so then it, takes a little bit of that, you know, people can't argue with how you feel. You know what I mean? They can argue with a news headline. They can argue with a law. They can argue with a product you used, but they are, it's a harder thing to argue with how you feel about something. And so that's really where I'm embracing it and where I'm trying to tell my story and what I post on social media is making it about me and how I feel about something. And people are going to identify with me. They're going to friend me. They're going to want to learn from me. They're going to view me as the person to go to for something, or they're not. And if they don't, then they're not my tribe. And I'm okay with that. This is such an important part of creating a movement. You know, when people see individuals, whether they're in Young Living or they're not, and they see these people that are, you know, amassing these followings, it's because of what you're saying. It's the movement and the resonance and you being genuine and authentic and vulnerable has attracted this whole new influx of people because were you feeling, you know, you got to gold and you're strong, your team is good, but were you feeling at all like you needed more like, how am I going to find more people to get to Platinum Diamond and beyond? Were you feeling that at all? Oh, yeah. I mean, I guess if you could, some people say you, you can never tap a warm market, but I feel like I had done tapped my warm market. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, everyone who was going to sign up that I knew was already signed up, you know? I mean, you make a list of like your 100 people or whatever, and it's like, okay, I'm running out of people that I haven't signed up yet. Um, and... I can see it on my team. They're all frustrated too, banging their head against the wall. Yeah, I right. figure it out. Gosh, how are they going to figure it out? You know? So I think that really honing in on something that you're passionate about, a hobby, whatever it is, it doesn't have to be, you know, some political thing like I'm, I'm launching into. It can be anything. Um, 
there's always a group out there for whatever passion or interest you have, you know, and embracing that and put out good content, you know, about that. And people will flock to you wanting to know what it is that you're talking about or what you're thinking about um, on that particular topic that they're interested in. Um, and so I've encouraged my team, you know, write eBooks, you know, make up, you know, do a webinar that may be totally off the oils, you know, that'll attract people in. And then oils are just, are something that they learn because they're following you and they're, they're learning about you and becoming a friend of you, you know, not necessarily all oils all day, every day. That's all I talk about. That's all I think about. That's all my life is all wrapped around because I've definitely, I've definitely felt like that for five years. Like even when my leaders get together, my good friends who I was friends with long before Young Living, we all get together and inevitably it turns into a business meeting. And I was like, enough of this. I, I want to be able to get with my friends oh, and talk yes. about other things besides just oils. Why yes, they don't, so they don't know that they can talk to me about anything else. That's, partly my fault. I need to have other interests and hobbies and things that I'm talking about doing. Um, and that makes it okay for them to have other things that they're doing too. And, you know, you meet people as you go about your life. And I look at every diamond roll crown diamond, you know, who's, who has a huge team. They were all doing something other than just oils when they got started that they were passionate about. And they still do to this day. Um, and they've met people through that and it's a oils just kind of they they match perfectly with whatever movement they're a part of it could be knitting you know what I mean <laughs> I don't care but something other than just oils yeah they say get a life, <laughs> get <laughs> yeah, a life you know? this will become your life and then yes. you will get stuck and then you will think hmm there's no one else I can really share with. Everybody already knows. What I talk you about. are so right with that. It's, <laughs> it's, it's so very true. And because we do, we love this and it becomes our life and it's interwoven in every part of our life. But then we're out like, who do we talk to? Like, it's just us, you know, everybody, you know, is already enrolled and it's you're, if you're not doing other things, you're not meeting new people. And yeah, you are a hundred percent right. So, yeah. wow, that is so awesome. I, that was a great, you know, great segue because we do, we have to get a life. And a lot of people, um, you know, they, they don't have hobbies, you know, and, or what do you want to do for fun? Or what do you, you know, do outside of your work or young living or family? And they're like, nothing, you know, they don't have anything that they're doing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, it's incredible. Uh, well, you know, believe it or not, you know, <laughs> here goes our hour. Poof. Yeah. Um, it just is literally like, it's just, Oh, it's so much fun doing these calls. Is there anything you want to leave with everybody? You know, for those that, um, just to wrap up even with those URLs, you know, buildingupsilvers.com is where you can check out that program that Hannah's created for the people getting to silver and beyond. And then growinghealthyhomes.com is where you'll be able to get her little book when it comes out. So you can look at it, use it, share it, incorporate it in what you're doing. But, um, would, would you have anything that you want to add or finish with so that, you know, that anything that's on your heart before we adjourn for this evening? Yeah, I would just want to stress the point that you need to sit down and make a list of things that you're really passionate about besides oils, things that you love to do, hobbies, causes, 
you know, when you have a spare moment and you hop on Pinterest or you hop on Instagram, who are the people that you're following? Is it about home remodeling? Is it about traveling? What is it? Um, and figure out a way that you can incorporate that into your oil business. Um, mm. it doesn't always need to seem like it goes, you know, um, and, and maybe create something of content like an ebook or a webinar or something totally off oils completely. Get yourself thinking a little bit outside the box and where you can meet new people. Yes. I, you know, I'm a mom of three. I'm busy. I don't always have time to stand around at the playground and talk to moms in person as much as I'd like <laughs> to. I'm going all the time. And so that's not always the easiest. So online for me is a really great space. And so I'm finding ways that I can connect with other moms in the online space. So make some, make a list, hobbies, and think about how you can create content, you know, uh, podcast or ebook or webinar or something that you can start putting out there to connect with other people that are like-minded and then oils will naturally become part of the conversation. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you. Well, this yeah. was fantastic. And thank you for coming on tonight. I really appreciate it. And all the wisdom you've shared. And I love like we just flow into whatever conversations we go into. And it was really, really, really good. And some surprises. I always benefit from these calls just as much as I think everybody else does. So I really appreciate you coming. And thank you everybody else for being here tonight and watching and joining us. And whether you're listening to this live or you're through the Facebook group or you're listening to the recording, um, we'll catch you guys next week and have a good night, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah.